Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl that dumped me twice in a week? And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. All right, so we have a new year upon us, and we've kind of belabored the point that it's a new year, and um, I think... Uh, we've done, we vowed to do a few things differently. The first thing that, uh, if it isn't already evident to our listeners, uh, we made some changes to the podcast. Yeah, we, we decided to switch up the structure a little bit. And the goal is to get a new episode out every week. That's what we're aiming for. That's what we're trying to hold ourselves accountable to. And we would love it if you hold us accountable to it as well. Especially if you like it, let us know. Alongside that, we're trying to get active on our website a little bit more, and we're trying to get involvement from our listeners a little bit with some questions that we can answer, not only on our blogs, but on our podcast. So if you have anything to ask or are curious about things about us or what's in our mind, let us know. It's one of those things that uh, wouldn't hurt, and we'll definitely go and throw it up on our blog or you know, talk about it in our podcast and see what comes out of it. So yeah, 2017 is going to be a different year for me. Um, I've done a lot or, you know, I've said, I've kind of told myself that I want to do a lot. And I think it all started with my bullet journal. So I opened a new book. I was just going to ask, what do you mean to start with your bullet journal? Cause that was last year. Yeah, no, I mean, no, this year, the refocusing of my effort, not restructuring? No, refocused. So the whole reason I say refocus is because I had a bullet journal in 2016 and I have the same bullet journal in 2017 and I'm just distilling down what I've learned from 2016 and my habits and my tendencies and put them into my 2017 journal in a way where it's more conducive for me to actually um, participate in it. Because there are a lot of times where you know you have your notebook and it's sitting there and you're like, I don't feel like writing in it today. And, and those days, granted, they're going to happen. You're not going to write in it every day. I reformatted it in such a way where I'm actually, I want to write in it every day. So it's kind of cool. I'm putting my focus on more of a weekly effort, setting goals for myself weekly to accomplish. And I'm, I'm getting better at setting realistic goals for myself so I can actually get those out of the way. Um, I'm sorry, realistic goals on a weekly basis or yeah stuff that i know i can actually get done within the week and stuff not like a lofty expectation like yeah um read two books you know i there a bunch of things are going to happen in the week where i might not be able to finish two books in a week you know what were you doing before as far as your goal setting um more <clears throat> i guess piling on goals to the point where i would put 15 things to do in one day where I knew I could only get like three things done. So now what I'm doing is I'm, I'm really only giving myself like two or three major things to do for the day and maybe about five or 10 things to do for the week. And that goes across all things, my personal business, the podcast, my personal life and um, my work and, and really accomplishing those and moving on from them. Because I feel if, you let things linger too long from week to week or even month to month, day to day. Sometimes it could get discouraging. So you look at it and it's a constant reminder of you not accomplishing those things. Mm. And it gets discouraging. So instead of discouraging myself from participating, and that's a, a, one of the things where you know if you have a, you know, uh, something that you're neglecting, 
you just kind of keep it in the background and you don't bring it to the foreground. You know, like my notebook, I put it in my bag and forget it. No, I don't feel like doing that. There's so much that I need to do in there because I haven't, I haven't accomplished anything. Doing it this way, I feel, helps focus, refocus my efforts. And um, <clears throat> going full circle, I guess, from last year, we are talking about meditating. So I've taken it a step further, and I've uh, been making it um, making a conscious effort to go participate in actual group meditation. So that was actually interesting. I got my first taste of that last week. I was just going to ask, like, what's the difference? Is it weird being in a group versus... Uh, doing it independently or is it like more structured or like it's more structured yeah it's almost like going to church but for buddhism mm. i guess yeah it's it's cool and the cool thing about it is i have a i have a uh a buddhist i guess what temple i don't know what it's I called so. um right up the street from my house like two blocks away so i can walk there go in and we have a llama you know we have a llama two actually two llamas what are their names I I don't know their names. Dolly? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. That's that's wrong. Um, no, we have we have two, and they they actually come from Japan. <laughs> You're laughing at Dolly, really? Uncontrollably, I might have. Um, two Tibetan monks, and they speak Tibetan, Chinese, English, and. I think one of them even speaks like German or something. It was random. I was like, why German? Uh, I guess there's something behind it. But it um, the ceremonies actually, they speak Tibetan, Chinese, and English in them. And it's cool because I've been working on my Chinese and working on my and working on my Tibetan. I've never spoken Tibetan before. I've spoken a little bit of Chinese here and there. Where did you pick up Tibetan? Not a whole lot. Books. Books. I used to study Tibetan Buddhism. Oh. And you, a lot of the hymns and stuff. Uh, are in Tibetan. So it was interesting to get that exposure at a young age and now bring that to my 30s and actually going from reading about it and studying about it to practicing it. It's, it's surreal. It really was. And it was a very peaceful experience for me. I did that in early January. And I'm, I'm hoping to stick to it every Sunday at least and then maybe throughout the week um, meditating on my own and taking what I learn from Sundays and bringing it to home so on that note randy what have you done differently for 2017 i mean um anything new anything interesting that you got going on that's going to change for the new year i mean not like a resolution or anything like that because i honestly think those are bogus but anything that you got that we can that we can look forward to to seeing in 2017 uh yeah you know i think i think the biggest one that comes to mind is uh my diet change um back in june was it June? Yeah, back in June, I had yeah. my gallbladder removed. Yeah. And we've talked about this a couple of times on mm-hmm. the show. Uh, since then, I've lost 40 pounds, and, and that's just in changing my diet. Um, and I'm going to continue that. Well, one, because it makes life uh, a lot more enjoyable, I guess you could say, because I'm still adjusting. There's a curve, I guess, with, with adjusting to life without a gallbladder. Some people go through it, some people don't, and I'm one of the people that has to go through it. Uh, so I've had to make some major changes in my diet, getting rid of the fatty foods, fried foods, um, high like, like like cheeses and dairy, like those all the good that, stuff. All the good stuff, right? I mean, I still sneak it in there every so often, but it's just not in excess like it used to be. Do you pay the price? Oh, absolutely. When yeah, I do, that sucks. Um, and I've also I've I have you know started introducing alcohol back into my system, like one glass of wine. 
at dinner. Uh, but for the most part, no, I'm not really taking those risks just because it, it could really mess up my entire day. And it kind of leaves me feeling uh, like paralyzed in a sense. Right. So what else have you done differently? All right. So what am I doing different in 2017? Uh, you know, the last few months of this year, I decided to make some big changes. In November, I had some some headshots taken. I started building my own personal website. And me and Sankey's actually started putting out some videos I mean, you know, they're they're kind of they're kind of silly videos that we were making because we have I have a fascination with backpacks, and um, I would I would probably call it more of a fetish. <laughs> Either way, it's it's just a way for me to practice on my editing, and and really honing my skills <clears throat> my skills as I'm working on this film. So I, I like to practice on like smaller things that aren't as a little more arbitrary, right? I thought you're used to practicing on smaller things. Though. Wow, what a dick! <laughs> yes, quite uh, literally, yeah, right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, that's so. That's something I want to actually carry into 2017 and, and keep that momentum and keep creating actively. Uh, I last year I wrote um, a blog post that helped me kind of get into the contributor platform for Huffington Post, and so I want to get more active with my writing right. and be more consistent with my writing. That's uh, tough, uh, very tough thing to do, very time consuming. It It is. It really is. It's it's It takes a lot out of me and I have to really think a lot uh, about what I want to write, how I want to phrase it, what I, you know, want to portray, you know, in the writing or in the piece before I can even, you know, write things down. This is stuff that I have to formulate in my head before I can even kind of. You know, it's, uh, it sounds almost too thoughtful to me because if you look at the, cro- uh, a good average cross section of the stuff that's out there, like contributors in general, mm-hmm. it's pretty much garbage well i mean you have you have a lot of the listicles right like list versions of articles yeah i don't like those i don't either even though have we have considered doing some of those for the i have three in the queue ready to go yeah so i I mean so you know i i don't want to be just writing those types of things but i know that's also more consumable for a lot of people and easier to kind of get through but let's face it the the average attention span has gone down probably like 50 percent in the past couple years right unfortunately just the number i pulled out of thin air don't quote me on it well, if the president says it's true, <laughs> well, I'm sure there is somewhere where he said something like that. Right. Anyway, okay. Um, so the writing, the, the continual production of, of 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 the little videos, you know, kind of building up a YouTube channel, um, and something I'm looking forward to doing or want to get involved in in 2017 is is more speaking engagements and and speaking on more panels. Uh, whether it be more so for the 30 stuff or whether it be for small business stuff, uh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm open to it, but I think I want to start stepping into that realm. I think that's something new I want to get into in 2017. Sounds exciting. Yeah, it really does. So what's the end game for all of this? End game for all of this. You know, last year we talked about how in my 20s, I, I played it safe, so to speak. Um, I didn't take as many chances or I didn't invest in myself as much as I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. I've done, you know, I've, I've, I've invested a lot in other people, other artists, other projects, um, but I've never really put that focus into myself. And I think this year I am really trying to do that and see what I can really do. So you're almost like refocusing your efforts. Yeah, essentially, yes. That's exactly what I'm doing. You're such a jerk. So we just had this whole conversation. <laughs> no, off we, didn't. we did. <laughs> no, we, we did. We did about the, the difference between refocusing and restructuring. Um, all semantics. But anyway, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, so that's good. So you're really taking yourself from like a, a 
a standby role or almost like a, a background role to the foreground. Yeah. You're trying to kind of re- it's, it's, redo that whole thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's something I've never really wanted to do. I've never been a fan of being in the in front of the camera. I've always liked kind of directing and being behind the scenes kind of deal. Um, so this is kind of a new a new venture for me. You remind me of someone. Uh, who was it? Uh, you're like the Fergie to the Black Eye, the Black Eyed Peas. What? That, what are you even talking about? Fergie left Black Eyed Peas, right? And and you're going from like, okay, I'm part of this group and in the collective, to, hey, I want to do my own thing right now. You're totally spinning off your your whole, you know. Uh, of all people, all of all groups in the history of music, Fergie, I love Fergie. Y- you focusing on the Black Eyed Peas and Fergie to make the comparison to me absolutely i think that's a perfectly adequate comparison why why not oh my god i should have known better than to ask why that's a compliment She's it's hot. a compliment <laughs> wow. yeah i think yeah wow Mas SR. yeah thank you uh i i think um but yeah i mean so going back to, to end goal <laughs> end goal end goal is to be in a position where i fergie I'm not Fergie. Okay, if I'm Fergie, then I, you know, I don't. Even, I, I can't even. I can't even make this. I cannot I even make this. I, I cannot. I think he's really cool. I cannot take you serious right now. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to run with your analogy, and I just can't do it. I cannot do run. it. Run, run, Fergie. <laughs> Let it go. Let your glorious legs and hair <laughs> take you wherever you want. Oh no, but yeah, end goal. I think this year I I would like to make larger strides towards letting go of my day job, relying on myself for generating income. But that's good because I think that's something that you have to to really focus on because I I don't, while I think I would never really put my career on the side, um, I want to see how much I could possibly cram into my life without uh, sacrificing too much, too much. Uh, Obviously with with every endeavor is going to come some kind of sacrifice. And you're going to see it too. Um, ideally, if you um, maintain, if you say the course of your current relationship and, you know, it matures into something serious or whenever you decide to take that turn, there's going to be an expectation, you know, and um, that expectation is going to drive your endeavors. And it, it's a lot of balancing and it's a lot of um, restructuring yourself uh, to accommodate those and uh, those demands and you have to see what works and what doesn't. And really, at this point in our lives, I think it, it's gotten to that, to the extent where you really have to let go of something if it's just not working. Mm-hmm. And you do have a finite amount of time to work with things. I mean, I was talking with someone today, um, uh, an older individual, and they were remarking is how your focus shifts completely from your uh, 30s to y- your 50s, right? Your 50s, you have... A, a limited amount of working years left, theoretically, okay, right, yeah. uh, before you retire. So your goal setting completely changes. You shift gears, you know, and um, they're remarking as to how that works. And instead of being ambitious and really, and, and I don't want to say that older people aren't ambitious. They still are, but it's in a different way. But instead of being ambitious and shooting for the higher positions, it's more of sustaining what you have. So I think everything that we do right now should have some kind of a limitation on it. Should be uh, there should be a finite 
um, amount of time that you spend on it. Because if it's just not fruitful, it's not going to be fruitful. And well, I mean, with that, because you can make the argument of it not being fruitful, but you know, I still want to just keep doing it. You could as long. Go ahead. The, the hobby effect, right? Like if it's, yeah. it's just something like the, how I like to spend my time or something how. Whatever. It might get frustrating to that point and it might it might just fall off the grid completely. Yeah. It depends. And almost like we talk about relationships a lot with personal ventures and endeavors. I think you also have to say, you know what? This is just not working. I have to decide what I'm going to do with it. Yeah, I've, whether it's a hobby or... Um, really just step it up and take it seriously and give it one last hurrah, so to speak, and and see if you could take it that extra mile. And if it doesn't, mature into what you needed to mature in order to fulfill, gain some kind of fulfillment from it. Mm-hmm. I think you should just lop it off, say, cut your losses, and, and just go with something else. Because you'll never know what that one opportunity or what that one venture might lead into, right? Mm-hmm. Or you'll never know what it might hold you back from. Same thing with the relationship. It's like the exact same parallel. You know, you'll never know until you just make a decision on it. So I think thirty in twenty seventeen really should be the year that we make decisions more. We take it upon ourselves to be more active participants in our own lives. And that sounds weird, right? How am I not an active participant in my own life? Because it's very easy to just kind of go through the motions yep, to get into really your is. routine and to kind of just this is my life and this is what I do. You know, on the weekends, I get to kind of, you know, veg out or, you know, stray from what my everyday is. But then come Monday, you're back, back in it. And that can, that can just eat people alive. And next thing you know, you wake up and you're, you're 63 years old. Like, where did my life go? You don't want to be there. No, I don't want to be there personally. It's a I don't scary know, thought. I don't know about you. I've never had that thought until just this very moment. And, and just thinking about that kind of just like, not to say it gives me anxiety, but that, that shit's kind of heavy on my chest right now. Well, I mean, look, we're, we're 30. I mean, in our 30s. We're not 30. Yeah. Um, but we're in our 30s, and it we have time. And that's a benefit that we have. We have 30 or so years before we don't have to think about that anymore. But that's a thing. We invest all this effort right now into being active members of our lives instead of passive members of our lives to make sure that we don't carry the weight of that anxiety right we don't need to and it shouldn't be an anxiety thing it should be more of a motivator yeah right an encouragement to keep going keep your head up and keep and and be judicious about what you do and not just say oh well you know i'm gonna do this and see how it works out and then 15 years later you're stuck doing the same fucking thing no i mean i'm a prime example of that over the past two years i have completely turned my life around a 360 okay 180 180 but 360 i mean if you i've i've done two turns but i haven't arrived I, i've transcended circles so to speak does that if that makes any sense i've gone from one circle to a completely different circle right i've done two 180s i've transitioned careers twice i've transitioned jobs four times okay in the past two years yeah which means i've gotten four promotions and two different jobs so essentially six promotions in two years that's insane, bro. That that just just those numbers alone, that's astounding. I'm driven. And I, I really took it upon myself to be an active participant of my life. And you know what? Kids have a lot to do with it. And I think it might be coincidence or it might not be coincidence. But when my son was born, got a new job. When my daughter was born, got a new job. 
So I think I need to keep having kids. So you have another job on the horizon. Do you have an announcement you want to make here? <laughs> not another job, but another position. Okay. So yeah, not another company, essentially. Not another company, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and this is what I've been. Didn't you just say you launched a new company? Yeah, I did. So anything you want to announce here on the podcast? Not really. Oh, okay. No. No babies on the way. <laughs> Hopefully. Not that I know of. No. Um, but I, you know what? I, I think we're we're at that point in our lives where we don't even know if we want another kid. I think we do, but we don't. Anyway. It's funny. My mom just had this conversation with my uh, my cousin this morning, and uh, they were they were talking about it, and she's like, well, right now you're still in the phase of, you know, lack of sleep and diapers and the whole nine, so what's one more, right? The first one was tough. Second one's a little easier. Third one may, it may be even easier. Now I'm you're raising kids in a community. <laughs> <laughs> You're building your own damn community. All right. Well, see, I, I can't give any type of insight on this because that's not my life and I have no idea what that is Yet. even like. Yet. Oh, I appreciate your positive. Well, that's thinking. the thing. Uh, all, all it takes is one moment to change the rest of your life. One moment. And, and that's the scary part about it because that's how it happened for us. It was one moment, literally one moment. And it was that moment where we realized we are no longer living for ourselves. We are living for our children. And that's still a very difficult reality for me to live. That gave me chills. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is in its own right um, profound, but it, by in no means is it the first time anyone's ever realized that. It's just at that point in your life where you realize it, it is a moment where you have to really think, okay, well, what, what can I do to better my position now? And mm -hmm. it really does drive you really does motivate you to be not only a better member to society, a contributing member to society, but it forces me to want to leave my mark on society, you know? And um, for anyone that knows me and, and knows and keeps in touch with me, I've been listening a lot to uh, the Hamilton soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. And just listening to that and reading the script and the lyrics and, reflecting a little bit on Alexander Hamilton, the way he's phrased in this in this regard. And I've also been reading the book. Um, oh, really? I literally just picked it up. It's online. It's all online. I found the website. The author who wrote it, he put it up on his website. Oh, really? Chapter by chapter, you can read it for free. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty intense. And I, it's funny, funny story, little side note. I started reading it because I was looking into Wikipedia articles onto Alexander Hamilton, jumping from one to another to another to another. I stumbled on a source and the source turned out to be the author's website with the book on it. But I started reading these pages, and they were quite lengthy. I'm telling you, it was an entire chapter on a page, and I just kept scrolling. I was like, when the fuck is this going to end? And four or five chapters into it, I back up, and I'm like, wait a minute. This sounds way too much like a book. And I, look, I scroll all the way up, and I go home, and it is the book, Alexander Hamilton. You can go chapter by chapter by chapter. I was like, what the? It's free online? Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. And, you don't find that nowadays. And for people that, that think we're crazy talking about reading a, a, the biography of Alexander Hamilton, I encourage you to listen to the soundtrack if you haven't. Because I, I think Hamilton might be coming to Los Angeles. Or August. Is, August. In August. I'm in. I'm on deck for tickets. Are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm getting tickets. I already said I'm getting tickets for the whole Talk 30 to Me crew, and I'm going to see it at, at least twice. Oh, I, I am. I'm excited for that. I definitely want to go. But but my, what I was going to say is if you haven't listened to the soundtrack, I listened to it on a three-hour train ride from D.C. to New York. And 
I, I loved it. It's amazing. And then the, the remix, um, was it, is it another album or is that just yeah, the mixtape? Mix yeah, tape. it's Thank another you. album. A bunch yeah. of remixes yeah. was, was great as well. Yeah, there are a few songs on there I don't really care for, but there are a good good lot of them that are really, that are really great. Yeah, definitely yeah. worthwhile to listen. But uh, taking that example and, and really listening to um, the whole, uh, I guess, production really puts a puts an interesting perspective on life you know and i I thought i took a lot of time to reflect at the end of 2016 on what i want to do and i decided that's kind of where i want to to go with things i want to go the route of you know where where can i make the most impact and focus my efforts toward that and if things don't work out again i'm going to be very judicious in the way i decide and say hey no you know what this isn't working out i'll I'll cut my losses right now and, and re re uh reroute myself and see where that goes so i i don't know that's that's where i'm at right now i mean i i think that's that's a great place to be i i just you know i can't help but think you know you you go and do your evaluation of of uh where i'm at yeah where you're at what if it's premature what if you haven't given it enough time it's it's you know what i've also been um you know, dabbling in the stock market a lot lately. And it's one thing that you have to really uh, realize and it teaches you very valuable lessons. Um, Sometimes you just have to make a decision, stick with it right or wrong and just bury, uh, carry the weight of that burden. Um, Whether it's a real burden or not, you'll never really know, I guess you can never know if it was right or wrong until it's way too late. Probably. Yeah. So that's what we got planned for 2017. And we want to hear feedback from you guys on what you guys got planned for 2017, what you guys got planned to make it a big year or um, an okay year or whatever, or or anything that you guys might have tried that we've spoken about in the past um, season or so of episodes and give us some feedback. Yeah. Let us know what's worked for you. Uh, You know, share with us some things that you might uh, have learned about yourself last year and our how you're making changes this upcoming year because we always take that kind of feedback and we run with it and you'll never know you could be the next guest on our podcast hey all right so randy where can the people find you you can find me anywhere and everywhere at i am randy z and hey i have rebranded myself and (laughs) drum roll please no don't drum roll because then the mics will be all fucked up all right I have consolidated my handles to Turg Says No. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Turg Says No and on Facebook. Uh, if you can find me, find me, but I'd rather you not. <laughs> so <laughs> here we are. Um, 2017 is going to be a hell of a year. Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk 30 to Me. We hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with friends. Make sure you stop by our website at talk30to.me.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on iTunes, and if you really like what you hear, make sure you hit that donate button. Really appreciate it. For Talk 30 to Me, I'm Turk. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. Look how it wins so easily. It's just not worth it. Turk won. So aren't you going to ask me what I've done differently? No, because I don't care anymore.
<laughs> well, do bad. I'm gonna tell you anyway. <laughs> so my name is Turg, and I'm, I'm a Sagittarius. Here, I like a long walks on the beach and hiking in the mountains where there's snow and water and stuff. You are the Fergie to the Black Eyed Peas. That's it. Why? One, why do you keep coming back to the Fergie and the Black Eyed Peas? It's That's a horrible alluring. analogy. It's an alluring analogy. <laughs> I'm enamored by that. <laughs> makes no sense. I've fallen in love with that analogy. All right, fine. I'll let. No, I just, it just bothers me. Why is it? Tell me more, Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. You get <laughs> why? You blush. No, I don't. I know, but Fergie does. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Only you can make a dark man blush. What, what line was that from? Uh, Super Chew. Yep. Yeah. That was a great movie. We're getting off topic. Okay. 